Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Jesus is coming back, Jesus is coming back. Well, that's uh, uh, Jordan Felice there, and Jesus is coming back. Isn't that great to know, uh, Tim? Because uh, uh, I, I love it, you know, when it talks about the lion and the, you know, lying down with a lamb and the whole of creation you know being restored and uh, you know everything being put back to the way it was meant to be it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a fantastic vision mm-hmm. but of course between now and then uh, in this in the world we have lots of tribulation yeah absolutely but i i think blair that's really interesting because actually part of the way that we deal with some of these tri- tribulations and some of the things that we struggle with is by looking to the future you know i think the eternal perspective of jesus is coming back there you know um that there is an end to all of this it there there is a a coming together there is healing there is a time when he wipes every tear from our eye all that kind of stuff that that future hope can help give us um just just comfort in the here and now i think and also for the for the present isn't it because i guess that one of the my favorite uh, sayings of jesus was you know when he said i have come that you might have life yes. and that you might have it abundant and, and full you know uh and i'm thinking well actually that's meant for us now you it know is. it and, is and i think it's quite you know when it, you know before jesus went to the cross and this little verse you know jesus wept mm-hmm. i've often thought about that you know and uh, and it seemed to me that he was weeping because he knew that we would go through a needless pain, you know. Um, and if only really that we understood, you know, uh, why he came and mm. what was ours, then mm. we wouldn't be half as worried as we are. But of course, mm. he knew that 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 equally wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. And and that's so interesting, that verse, isn't it? You know, Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, I long to gather you, but you would not come. It's like there's there's healing there. There's, there's, There's rest and provision accessible to us. But Jesus says, but you just won't come. And sometimes, sometimes that's, that's all it takes is just for us to take, say, okay, I will come. I'll mm. come to Jesus. I mean, obviously you're a minister and you're teaching mm. this sort of stuff all the time. Mm. But why, why don't people come? What, I mean, what, what do you think are the, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking specifically about some of the, res, the fallout from all mm. of that today. Mm. Uh, but, but I mean, what do you think are the predominant reasons why? I mean, do you think that, a lot of people see as a big grandfather with a big stick in the sky or something. I, I yes, I, I think there's there's faulty view of God and faulty view of self. I think and and both of those come together. Um, it, we don't often go to God because I I think, um, you know, we don't either think that He is capable of helping us or we don't think He is willing to help us. So we either doubt His power or His love. And, and so I think there's there's faulty view of God there. And then I think, you know, just human beings, we are naturally um, independent. You know, we want to solve things on our own. We don't we don't like the idea that I need anybody else's help. Um, you know, and so to be dependent on somebody else, even if it is a loving God, it's just so it's just so against our kind of natural bent i think you know that's 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 really what i think the first sin in the garden was about you know mm-hmm. god saying um i want you to be dependent on me adam and eve saying actually no we want to be independent mm-hmm. and, and i think that's partly where it comes down to really and of course there's the coming together isn't it of of, of our gifting and humanness that god has given us the freedom to be human being and the multiplicity of gifts mm. that he's given us both spiritual and and physical of course uh, to to enjoy the world in which he's he's, he's planted us uh, and uh, and so on and that that is quite an exciting thing but first i mean it's, it's very interesting isn't it because even the queen, I don't, I, I don't know whether you picked it up, but at the end of her speech, uh, that you know, where, where she talked about her government's policies and so on, mm-hmm. uh, that right at the end she said, "And may may God uh, bless you." It's like a little benediction mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that that she gave, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's interesting that that the very laws of our country here in the United Kingdom, you know, are based on on. Uh, Christian principles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very true. Um, you know, obviously we know that we walk away from that stuff, um, but um, yeah, I think there's there's still a lot of uh, Christian basis in our culture and in our society, and um, 
Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to be talking, as I say, particularly I mean, uh, about some of the fallout of some of this stuff. Yes. And uh, now we know that uh, that as we get into this subject, um, yeah. that we, you know, if if you take you know mental health conditions, yes. uh, that then often there are clinical reasons, you know, why people. Um, yeah. uh, so, uh, so, and we'll be talking about some of that because it's as important that you seek uh, medical and clinical advice Absolutely. as it is spiritual. But uh, but actually, the two together, both the but the, the clinical and the spiritual, they're yeah. very, very closely related, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Blair. And obviously, I'm not a um, a psychologist or a, a counsellor. I'm, I'm a pastor and a Bible teacher. And I come from, from that perspective. And you're absolutely right. You know, for people who are really going round and round with a lot of the issues that we're going to be talking about, um, we have to recommend that they talk to a trained professional. Mm. And there are lots of people out there that can do that. And if you're eavesdropping on our conversation, session today and you know you you want us to to talk about something related or whatever you even want to express a view you, you do feel free to give a ring a one two or two triple seven three two one you don't have to go on the air uh, you can just simply ask a question if you want to and uh, then tim and i can be uh, discussing it and you can just be eavesdropping but that number is a one two or two triple seven three two one you know if you want if you want to join you don't have to but if you want to hope fm faith-filled radio So that's Laura Hackett Park there and uh, no other name. And uh, and of course, in all of these things, uh, the one who created us is the one, of course, who knows us best of all. And when mm-hmm. it comes to healing, of course, he, he knows. And if you're even in pain this morning, maybe you're, you're somebody who is you know, prone to anxiety or have your own mental health challenges. Well, you know, the last thing that anybody would want would for you to get under, uh, you know, some sort of condemnation. Absolutely. or whatever uh, uh, God knows mm-hmm. but but I mean obviously you were brought up yourself um, uh, Tim in a, in a Christian family mm-hmm. and uh, what was your first encounter you know with 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 things that I mean like mental health issues but obviously anxieties addictions mm. those sorts of things can you remember your first encounter um, for, for myself personally I can remember Going through, I mean, secondary school was was not an easy time at all. For well, you me. shared about how um, the class voted last I time, did, didn't you? I did, yeah, and and I think you know that sparked some of the seeds of rejection I shared last week about um, you know from kind of the age of eleven or twelve, just starting to feel unwanted and rejected by some of my classmates, and and I think you know I, I wouldn't say that my experiences were incredibly extraordinary. Um, Many, many children struggle at school through bullying and, you know, that's the time of life when you are finding your identity and your place in the world and all these kind of things. So it's a, it's a turbulent time uh, anyway. But, um, yeah, I can certainly remember feeling, I don't know whether I'd call it depression or not. It certainly wasn't diagnosed, but there was definitely a dark cloud over, you know, three or four years of, of, of schooling. And um, yeah, and then seeing some people close to me struggle with um, various aspects of mental health stuff. And, and of course, um, as you know, Blair, this, this stuff doesn't only affect the person who's going through it. It affects the family and friends. It affects everybody. Um, you know, very, very um, serious stuff. And um, I think I would just echo what you said earlier that we don't want you know sometimes um when we read verses like um rejoice in the lord always we can feel a sense of condemnation well i don't feel like that today and um you know some of those sometimes very well-meaning people can just throw out bible verses as as if that's just going to patch and suddenly solve every problem and actually you know as, as we were talking about last week we want church to be a place where it's okay not to be okay and that we have to create an environment and a culture where we can be open and honest about our struggles, uh, many as they might be. But I guess one of the important points that you made last week, and it is important, that that a, a word spoken, a critical word or an action, you know, can actually cause such a deep pain in mm. somebody uh, and even though if that if that's based on a lie absolutely which it very often is you know is. so if somebody says to me you're you will never make a success of your life mm. you know, uh, or, or, or worse you know than that of mm. course that's not based on truth mm. you know mm. that that's based on that person's 
opinion, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but of course, what happens is, as you quite rightly say, that can have a deep wound, which which can last for years. Mm. Yes, that's so true. And and this stuff so often happens. Uh, a lot of these wounds are formed in our childhood when we lack the ability to discern truth from friction. So we just believe whatever people tell us. You know, oh, you never be good enough. Whether it's teachers, parents, friends, whatever it might be, we believe that good and bad because we don't have the filter to be able to say hang on a minute and and question that and so because we've started believing that as child we we carry that pattern through to adulthood so that when we become adults even though now we can interrogate truth a lot better those pathways in our minds have already been worn down a little bit so those are the places we go to in our minds we we that's why you know even though um things may not be true we still believe them as true even even today i think mm. and of course as you said there that it's not just the, the person who goes through those sorts of things mm. but obviously the people that they relate to you know because mm. their behaviors our behaviors touch one another mm. and, and actually sometimes you know we maybe not really understand what's going on with another people because we don't know that 30 years ago somebody said you know whatever you know mm. whatever mm. Uh, and of course that can lead to what's wrong with you tim you yeah. know for goodness yeah. sake man you know, put yourself together you know yeah 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 no that's so true I, you know i was just on the phone with a very close friend a couple of days ago and um you know he said something which just offended me just very lightly tapped on one of my wounds and instantly i i felt myself shutting down and becoming withdrawn and you know wanting to disengage from the conversation and not and not bring my full self to the conversation and as soon as i do that he notices and it has that ripple effect and he thinks what have i done you know and and what's wrong with me now and then that has an eff- and and relationships like this are so complex and so multifaceted um that you know really is uh, important that we try to root some of this stuff out a little bit. So how do how how do you think the average people would be able to deal with that? So say for example, you know there was something you're listening to the program today. You know as well as Tim and I know. And by the way, we would share this in mm. this with you that we mm. both had things said to us mm. in the past and in the present. But if that if that's been causing you real problem and real pain, you know, uh, then I guess that the first thing to do is to, is to admit. Mm. Uh, because because what we tend to do is we cover it up with the things that we're good at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we are so, so good at self-denial um, and so good at deluding ourselves. Sometimes everybody else can see, hey, you know, there's there's something going on there and, and I'm the last person to see it. I'm the last person to really notice it. Taking taking a look into our inner life and our emotional life. And of course, that's what, you know, emotions are indicators. Emotions are not facts. You know, when we feel uptight, when we feel, um, you know, when we feel anxious or whatever it might be. Um, OK, sometimes there's hormonal or chemical reasons for that stuff. But oftentimes they are indicators that something's going going on in my thought life. And so I think when we can be a little bit more objective, what we need to do is start to examine and interrogate those thoughts that are causing those emotions and very often we need the help of other people to help us do this well you know what when when i was having this phone call conversation the other day um you know tim what are you believing that's going on there you know what's your thought process start to slow that down because it all happens at 100 miles an hour in my mind and suddenly i'm offended i don't even know why right so start to slow the thoughts down and examine them you know well this person has said this and it's made me feel like this well is that really true? What What are the things that it's raising up from my past or whatever that may or may not be true? And I'm just starting to interrogate some of my beliefs that are causing these emotions. Now, sometimes if it's a light and trivial thing, like it was in my phone call the other day, I can do that on my own because we are self-aware beings. We can look into our thought life and our emotional life and start to question why I'm believing the things that I'm believing that are making me feel rubbish. Very often, though, we need the help of a, a friend or maybe even a counsellor or or somebody else who can really help us to look deep and say, what am I believing that's not true about this situation? And getting into some of that. Now, of course, if we were in America, probably, or some other countries in the world, we'd have a shrink, wouldn't we? And, we would. <laughs> and, and some of us have a, have a, you know, a counsellor, shrink, mm. whatever, you know, in this country. And that, of course, can be a really good thing, mm. you know. And, and when I first went to do uh, youth work training, you know, uh, I... Um, uh, they they 
tore everything apart, you know, mm. the, and you, you felt under attack. I felt under attack. My fellow students felt under attack until I suddenly realized what was going on because they were they were actually um, getting me to think, well, what, what, why do you think that way? Why, you know, why do you behave that way? And, and I was really enabled to examine my own thought patterns, mm. you know, because obviously had I carried that into working with other people, then I would have projected my fears and my feelings and mm. my, you know, on onto them. Mm. But it takes a wee while, wee while, because because when you know when you're going deep into these things, of course, a it can be painful, can't mm. it? Uh, so that's why I think it is quite important to have somebody that you trust. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, I I grew up in a very loving home uh, with people who really really loved me, a family who who deeply loved me, and yet when I got to maybe 22, 23 years old, I realised that there were still things that needed to be unpicked. Unpicked, and sometimes we have this stigma that um, counselling or therapy is really only for people who are deeply troubled. But I honestly believe that most people could benefit from just unpicking, taking a you know, opening up the bonnet and taking a little look inside and having a little poke around. Why do we behave sometimes the way that we behave? Why do sometimes when uh, certain si- situations happen that to somebody else would be completely innocuous to me suddenly they get my hackles raised right and so when we have those kind of things just taking a little look under under the bonnet to try and see what's going on i think is immensely beneficial certainly has been for for me so the first major point is uh, be honest examine Absolutely. examine yourself be on don't worry about you know you you will know what those sensitive points are and you'll know uh, you'll, you'll remember those negative words that uh, have been spoken uh, to you mm. so so let's get those out on the table hope fm faith filled radio if you're interested in getting a hold of that book that tim has been referring to uh, quite a lot through the interview both last week and indeed this week is goliath must fall uh, by louis giglo and it's a good read tim isn't it it's a fantastic read yeah and he's a very engaging author you know tells a lot of stories through it all you know it's 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 not a you know complicated theoretical book to read it's very applicational yeah very good and of course you you loved it so much you you designed a whole course around it didn't you we did yeah and i think part of the you know the, the key ideas here is we've been talking about already this morning it's okay not to be okay but also you know this idea that um y- you know we see the giants that we face in the perspective of eternity you know that um our the things that we're going through in the here and now are ultimately temporary um which i think uh, it's, it sounded like uh, alistair begg's book kind of delves into a little bit with daniel you know seeing yourselves as a as a stranger in a foreign land uh, which you see in some of the uh, exilic writings like daniel so. Absolutely. Well, we left it um, uh, earlier on uh, that the first thing that we would say to people is get honest, you know, uh, uh, identify, you know, where you've got these sort of sensitive spots. Uh, if you know that maybe things uh, that maybe were said to you or things that happened to you, you know, uh, get get honest with that don't cover it up because in actual fact you can't really cover it up because in one form or another whatever pain that may have caused you in the past will carry forward into the present and and mm. and really impact you in fact i have actually i was just saying to tim that i've heard one or two very very successful people uh say you know uh, and they've got really uh, fantastic jobs but they said you know if you really knew me mm. you would really be surprised and i probably wouldn't be in this job Mm. So, so actually, um, sometimes even the most successful people that we are, most together people that we look mm. at, you know, don't automatically assume that they've got all all their stuff together. Oh, that's so true. And you just never know what goes on behind closed doors. You know, I'm often surprised as a pastor, um, a at what I see in my own life, um, but but also, you know, you just never know what's going on behind closed doors. And and that's why we really want to take some of the shame away from disclosing some of this stuff and say you know everybody's dealing with it you know one of one of the lies that we often believe is i'm the only one you know i'm the only one one. (laughs) exactly you know i'm the only one who's struggling with this kind of uh, addiction or anxiety or rejection whatever it might be and and that you know that's the kind of um you you know picking off the the um the weakest sheep of the flock kind of thing isn't it Uh, but when we start to realize that actually everybody is has got their own giants that they wrestle with um uh, you know the, the purpose of giants is to bring intimidation and fear you know that's that's what 
that's the purpose of Goliath when you read the story in, in 1 Samuel 17, uh, to, to come and to bring intimidation and fear um, into God's people. And that's still the purpose of the giants that we face. You know, they bring intimidation and fear. And one of the ways that we tackle it is saying, actually, I'm not, I'm not the only one who's struggling with this stuff. Mm. And we kind of open up. And of course, the biblical truth is that, that you know, the Bible talks about uh, Satan and the, and the, the, the demons that, that, that are with him uh, being accusers of, mm. of the brethren, accusers of people, really. So mm. I guess that, that if there's a negative view, uh, then Satan is always going to uh, agree, oh, yes, you are a rubbish person, and, yeah. uh, or whatever that lie is. Yeah. Uh, he, he's going to make sure that you believe that lie. Absolutely. And that you don't, because actually it debilitates you, doesn't mm. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so, so having identified, having got honest, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you've been on the receiving end of this as a pastor. Absolutely. Uh, then, then what do you people should do um well i think a lot there, there's a lot that needs to be unpacked so being honest um trying to identify some of the root causes of uh, anxiety addiction whatever it might be i think is really helpful you know so often the um the emotion of anxiety or the addictive behaviors that we exhibit um are there to try and cover up or escape or whatever it might be whatever's going on underneath and so rooting around trying um yes it's being honest that i'm not okay but then trying to really dig down into where is this coming from um what as we've been talking about earlier what are the lies that i might have been believing um then i think what we want to do and obviously you know i'm making this sound really easy (laughs) it's not at all then what we want to do is to replace the lies that we've believing with the truth from god's word and so that's then about digging uh, into the word. It's finding out, um, you know, wh- wh- whatever it might be. I mean, I've, I've got lists of, of verses that, that talk about um, God's goodness, God's, God's power, all these kind of things. And then it's reminding us, it's meditating on the word of God such that our brains start to get reorientated to the truth of who God is and what he says about us rather than some of these lies that we've believing. And I suppose therein lies another challenge, isn't it? Because, well, you will know this again as a pastor, you know, but I mean, uh, how many people come along and say, feed me, pastor? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sunday by Sunday, you know, you, you do the exposition and, mm-hmm. and you do the teaching and feed me, feed me, I'll have some more of that, pastor. That was wonderful. Uh, but of course, there's no point in you or a single person, you you know, as a leader, a church leader, doing all the feeding for us, yeah. we have to do a wee bit of feeding on on our own, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it's massively difficult. Now, here here would be a really practical top thing to, to put this into practice. You know, just find a verse that, that speaks to some of your anxieties, whatever it might be. You know, I can go through a few if you want me to, but I'm super happy to do that. Um, but, but find a verse, write it out, and then... Keep you know, a piece of card, keep it in your pocket all day long. Then when you're waiting at the queue in the post office, you just get it out and remind, it, re- remind yourself of that truth. So what you're starting to do there is you're training your, your mind, you're renewing your mind by feasting on the word, by, by listening, by hearing the word of God. Um, that's what you're doing. You're, you're feeding yourself. You're meditating. That's the biblical idea of meditate on, on, on the word of God. The, the other uh, piece of advice that I heard from somebody is that, you know, that when you hear these negative voices in your head, or you, you say, you know, I'm a rubbish person, and then you hear this voice from, yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. You definitely are, you know, sitting agreeing, mm-hmm. if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, to, to counteract that, and this is what you're saying, to counteract that with, with a positive verse, because actually the truth of the matter is that God already knows uh, us intimately he, yes. he knows our strengths and our weaknesses yes but that's the reason why he died and uh, you know why jesus died and why forgiveness is is there and as long as we're open and honest and we confess you know our weaknesses yeah. uh then that there there is a way out but actually 
It's not God standing over there shouting in your ear, you wicked person. Yeah, yeah. Or, or anything, you know, which is going to be negative. Conviction, of course, is another thing because yep. conviction is that, is that, is that feeling where you know, you just know, nobody has to lecture you yeah. that you're not in a good place, that you've, you've done something that you shouldn't have done. Yeah. The, the, I, I, but I, but I guess that what the secret here is not to get under condemnation. Yeah. With that, but actually see it as a, it's another way of saying, you know what, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Let's deal with this. Absolutely, and and it, that's very interesting. Um, Brene Brown, who's a, a psychologist uh, in the US, um, has written a very interesting book on vulnerability and and shame and all this kind of thing. And she makes a very interesting distinction where she says shame says I am bad, whereas guilt says I've done something bad. And guilt can be a very powerful force it helps us to change our behavior it helps us to live in holiness but actually shame is just debilitating when shame says i am bad and and i think that's that's part of the difference there you know satan says and the lies that we often hear are you are defective in some way you know and and that you know sometimes i hear those voices you know are you know whatever it might be tim you're defective in 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 some way you're just not quite right you 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 are bad it's it's identity Whereas the healthy way of, of thinking about things is I've done something bad, right? That I need to repent and I need to, the conviction of the spirit and I need to move on. But that's not the same as I am bad. Do you, do you kind of see what I'm saying? Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. And there's a thin line. It is. There's a thin line between these things, isn't there? And uh, I, I guess. And, and uh, the But if you know that God is for you, which he is, God is yes. for you, and you're a child of God, as yes. we heard in that song, uh, no longer slaves. Yes, um, and in fact, I, I, there is a song called "I Am a Child of God," there which is. which we should have played. Really, <laughs> uh, but uh, but but God loves you, and He loves you not because uh, that He wants you to be some sort of super Christian or whatever. Yeah. He loves you because of who you are. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. in terms of stuff in our lives that need to be dealt with, so that we're free. Yeah. you know that, that we're we're living the life to the full. Uh, that's what God longs for you, but not the not the big stake. Yeah. God is always wanting, uh, in, in terms of all of us, the good, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think that's so true, Blair. And honestly, I think a good number, and I, I wouldn't want to put a percentage on this, but a good number of the pastoral issues that peace, people face are partly as a result of not really understanding this basic idea of the gospel. You know, this basic idea that I have been... I have died and risen with Christ that that you know there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus you know a lot of these kind of basic gospel truths and um, and it's not just about knowing them in the head it's about really digesting that truth it's about knowing the reality of those truths and living the reality of those truths um in our lives and I think so many of the um so many of the challenges that we face are are just a basically about getting our our minds and our hearts oriented oriented to the truth of the gospel hope fm faith filled radio Well, that's a, a great song there. Uh, Greater is he from uh, Jonathan Lee. And uh, thank you, Tim, for introducing me to his music. And, and of course, that story behind the fact of, of him having to walk through the threat of losing losing his, his child. But, of course, there's so many threats and very real impacts, mm-hmm. you know. Let's talk a wee bit about. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about you know some of the causes. We talked about you know clearly about things that are being said to us and the pain mm. uh, that 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 can cause us. Uh, but I guess that when it comes to addictions mm. uh, and uh, and uh, and other things that that addictions are an interesting one really because I guess that you you start in one place and before you know it you're you're in a pretty bad place and you. And you can't escape from it. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. It's interesting. In um, in the book, Goliath Must Fall, Louis Giglio tells the story of uh, a woman who, very sad story, she was in the news because she was mauled to death by her pet tiger. 
And uh, he asked the question, you know, who on earth would buy a tiger as a pet? But of course, you know, you buy them when they're a little cub and they look all cute and cuddly. Um, and, you know, you have fun with it in the garden or whatever. But before long, of course, it grows up. And that's often the same that happens with um, our addictions. They start off as cute and cuddly coping mechanisms. Cute and um, they start off as ways for us to try and soothe our pain, whatever it might be. Often very innocuous um, little ways, but before we know it, they end up kind of taking over our lives. And, you know, addiction isn't um, defined really by how often we do a thing it's more the effect that that has upon us it's 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 uncontrollable i feel out of control um even if it's just once a month or whatever it, you know it, it might be and you know and it leads to desire undesirable um problems that i i have in my life but yeah they often start off very small so again i guess it's that identification thing isn't it if there's something that controls us rather than it having us rather than we having yeah. it again it's it's just identifying that it and is. of course there are multiple you know everything from pornography right the way through you know to eating disorders yeah. and so on i guess that that multiple i mean you even i suppose cleaning the house you know there are yeah. so many many things that can become addictive habits isn't there that's that's so true and and actually you know um some some of them you know we might kind of scoff at a little bit you know buying shopping disorder but you know um excessive um shopaholics excess, exactly you know um i i um was with somebody uh, a little while ago who used to have a, a porn addiction and managed to um, get rid of that, but had replaced it with an exercise addiction. Now, far less destructive. And, you know, I exercise, many people do, and that's not necessarily an addiction. But for this person, it had replaced the emptiness that they had felt that they'd first covered up with porn and then they're covering up with, with exercise. And so there's a, need to, there's a need to do it. There's a compulsion and there's a, you know, a, a strong problem for them if they don't do this activity. So, um, yeah, and as you say, identifying them um, is often difficult for the person who's in them. Uh, when we're in addictive cycles, part of the addictive uh, cycle is denial you know and trying to cover it up and um many people will will have um will feel oh i've got control over this i can stop anytime i want to i just choose not to you know and that that whole kind of mantra of 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 addicts um which just makes it really difficult and and so coming to terms with an addiction um is is tricky i think yeah and of course that you use the magic words there want to you know uh, i mean it's, it's interesting isn't it because even in terms of some levels of disability you know uh, that it it can get people attention you know uh, because of of for example the disability whatever that that mm. might be um uh, but uh, the fear the, the the likelihood of letting that go if you like because it because it has got them attention effectively mm. Uh, and not to have that a attention can, can be really them saying I really don't want to let it go mm. uh, because I'm I'm fearful that people won't like me anymore or I won't get the attention that I'm that I'm currently getting yeah absolutely I mean there's a whole myriad of reasons why people find it hard to give up uh, addictions um, and, and that's just one of them I think you know that um, yes it can it can become attention seeking but again that is symptomatic that there's something underneath going on there's 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 a belief there's a pain somewhere underneath that that's not quite right that needs to be that needs to be dealt with you know I, I think again I'm not a massive expert on this I'm just a pastor um, but but I think that so many addictions are trying to cover up something mm -hmm. or trying to escape from something and of course it's very important isn't it that, that because here the clinical the medical side uh, sits alongside you know and it, i think it's really encouraging how more and more these days that, that you know doctors and psychiatrists and those are uh, who are 
who are working in this field professionally uh, actually are working alongside people like yourself, pastors and mm-hmm. spiritual leaders, because there is a thin line uh, between a spiritual cause uh, and, of course, a, a clinical cause, yeah. a chemical imbalance or, or whatever. Uh, so, so, And I think actually seeking the appropriate med- medical help or support uh, or, 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 or seeing somebody like a psychiatrist or a counsellor, mm-hmm. uh, again, can be, can be very often the right way to go. But it's not a question of, of either or. It's a, a question of both and, isn't it? Definitely. I think, I think we're really wising up these days to the holistic nature of our lives, you know, our, our physical bodies, our spiritual, the psych- psychological, the emotional. You know, I think we're really wising up to, both in the Christian world and, and, in, the, and in the secular world, we're really wising up to the idea that we are holistic beings, that um, our minds affect our... You know, you know people who have, um, you know, difficult mental health problems or whatever it might be can sometimes show up in physical ways and vice versa um, and of course this is a, a this is actually a biblical idea you know the the word for um the peace or uh, shalom in the bible is a it's a holistic word it's not just spiritual peace it's, it's going it's, into wholeness isn't it it is yeah. it is which i think is very very healthy and i think it's 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 important to recognize that the holistic nature of our lives and our bodies that you know i think in the past um, churches and preachers, um, we've been um, very quick to address people's spiritual needs, but not always um, kind of aware, I think, of people's emotional, uh, physical, um, mental needs as well. And I think we're, we're starting to wise up to that. And I suppose that the, the, the stigma which is attached to that, I mean, if you take mental health, and here we are in Mental Health Week uh, yeah. this week, I mean... I'm I'm pleased to say that these days, because people are being more open and honest about talking about the struggles that they have, yeah. you know, with with, with mental illness or or whatever, uh, there's now a greater awareness around. But of course, the, you know, when we see other people struggling, uh, it's support and encouragement that they need mm-hmm. as they're carrying, of course, whatever pain and so on that that they're having to go through yeah, and, and i guess it's encouraging to see you know is it is it one in four they say that uh, uh, we struggle with mental health mm. of some nature which is a very very high uh, high high percentage mm. you know mm. in your in your groups you're getting because obviously you were getting people together and you were discussing some of the, these things mm. you know over uh, was it six or eight week period yeah yeah uh, what, what were the sort of key strands coming up what were, what were people sharing with you about their struggles and w- what helped and what didn't help yeah honestly i think being able to have a forum where it could be discussed was the was the biggest help without a doubt you know we've already mentioned this Blair but just being able to be honest for this to be a space where it's okay not to be okay I think I don't know again I I hesitate to put a percentage on this but a lot of people as soon as they have released what they are carrying out there and you know they have shared what's out there that in itself is healing um, and and so for so many people, I think just being able to say uh, I'm not OK with this, you know, so of course we prayed with a lot of people who were struggling with various addictions, anxieties, rejection, you know, all that kind mm. of stuff, you know. And, you know, I think a lot of people got healed and I think um, people are so you, you, that's not an overnight process for others. And did you ha- did you have people in the group who maybe have more uh long-term clinically linked um, situations you know so they you know they were i mean i have a very good friend who suffers quite badly actually from from really bad depression he's a christian loves the lord you know uh is is a prominent person uh, like like canon david watson uh, who wrote the book fear no evil uh he suffered from very bad depression and in the latter part of his life he wrote the book you know uh, yeah. uh, 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 and whatever but h- how would you h- how did you deal with the people who clearly had clinical issues as well as maybe spiritual yeah i think firstly we have to say that um you know whilst it's okay not to be okay it's also okay to continue not being okay you know if, if you if it if it if your healing is going to take time that's okay as well you know we 
it's we're not creating an expectation that everything is suddenly overnight going to get completely sorted like you say some of these people have been carrying really deep stuff for many many years and that stuff is never going to be dealt with overnight and to be honest with you my theology would be that where there are um brain chemistry um things going on um some of these things may never get healed before christ comes back or you know we we go to be with him um i i don't think that we can expect every single problem to be sorted i don't think that's what the bible um teaches us whilst we pray for breakthrough and we believe in supernatural healing and all the rest of it um i i think we have to give people tools um to hope in christ and to hold to the promise of eternity while still struggling um mm. and to be honest i i would even say this that there are aspects of the beauty and the worth of christ that are only seen in those kind of situations that are only seen when people facing depression facing severe setback still choose to say christ is enough for me i hold on to him with just the little bits that i can um and and i think that makes him look great i think that makes his love look great you're listening to community now on hope fm with keith jones bookshop serving the community for over 50 years visit keithjones.co.uk and uh, my very special guest today is uh, Tim Miller, teaching pastor at Bournemouth Community Church. And uh, we're basing a lot of our discussions really on a on a course that Tim and his colleagues did uh, based on a book uh, by uh, Louis Giglio called Goliath Must Fall. So you, you might want to try and get a get a hold of that book because you find there was very, very helpful pointers in it. Very, very helpful indeed, uh, Blair. Yeah, I mean, uh, Louis Giglio writes in such a easy style and um, yeah, really does look at some of these giants in our lives that are there to cause intimidation and fear over us that cu- try and uh, keep us trapped and um, you know, failing to live all that God is calling us to live, I think. Now, the, the one thing that we did want to emphasize, and we can't emphasize it st- strongly enough, is uh, that, you know, if if you're yourself suffering with any of these things, be it mental health or poor self-image or, or, or whatever, I uh, just want to emphasize the fact that you're a child of God Absolutely. and God God loves you and uh, and certainly I can speak from some personal experience because you know I had very close in my own family I still you know I have a special needs son uh, and and also my mother suffered from uh, from mental disorder and of course for those people who are having to to be alongside people mm-hmm. who are dealing with these things it can also be very 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 challenging mm. uh, uh, and whatever but ironically uh, it's very interesting how even you know people who are in the midst of of, of dealing handling some of these very very challenging things can also have and many do have a dynamic faith mm. and it doesn't actually take away from your faith it's one of those questions you know when we get to heaven and being able to say god could you just explain mm. but but the, but the interesting thing is like if i take my own boy uh, now he's 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 36 now you know um but um but he is probably of all my kids got the most dynamic uh, and real faith uh, but but also uh, that uh, for Jan and I, you know, as his parents, uh, it has taught us such a grace. Now, don't misunderstand me that when when my son might maybe have an epileptic seizure, which he does, mm. uh, and I, I feel anger, you know, mm. uh, I feel uh, inadequate, mm. I feel powerless. You know, that's the truth of the matter is, mm. and I but I'm able to talk. Sometimes shout at God, you know. Mm, mm. Uh, so I, I, from a personal experience, I know. This, but what I can say is that it has also taught me a, a love uh, and a patience and an endurance. And at the end of the day, it's made me come to the point of saying, well, is there a God at all? Mm, mm. And my answer is there most definitely 
is. Mm. Now, the question as to why, why my son is the way that he is, yeah. do I believe that God could heal him just like that? Absolutely, mm. I certainly do. But has God used that situation in both his life and in the life of of, of Jan and I and our broader family? Mm. Uh, then the answer is equally yes. Now, I guess I, I'm ju- I just tell you mm. that personal thing because I think that that is true of so many other people, you know, and, and I don't want to play down in any sense, and I know Tim wouldn't want to play down in any any sense, the realities of these sorts of things. There's Absolutely. no easy answers. Yeah. But it's when you get the negative dominating. Like, for example, I said about getting angry with yeah. God. If I had remained angry with God all the time, well, for one thing, I wouldn't be on the end of this microphone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so I, I, I hope that in, in sharing some of our heartfelt stuff that you find that uh, helpful for yourself. And you yeah. will have come across this, Tim, of course, in the people that you're dealing with. Absolutely. And, and thanks for sharing, Blair. That's so helpful because I think actually a lot of the Christian war is trying to manage the tension between um, b- between heaven and earth, effectively, um, between Creator God and eternity, and walking in the here and now. And it's 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 balancing, you know, the 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 kingdom come and the kingdom not yet. And and it's it's we walk in that kind of liminal in between space. You know that Jesus Christ has won the victory, um, and that's absolutely secure and guaranteed. Uh, but we still have to work through so many of this this stuff until he comes again. It's 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 interesting that the 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 way of pain uh, nobody would vote for, would they? Mm. I mean, in whatever form it comes, we all experience it in different forms. But it does actually, ironically, hone our characters, doesn't it? I mean, we probably learn more through the dark places and, and walking through those challenges than what we ever do whenever things going fine, you know. Mm. Because I guess it, it, we, we either have to stand on our faith or lose it completely, you know. Yeah. And that, of course, has happened to some. Absolutely. And, and you know, that I, when I look back over my own life, it certainly will have been those moments where, um, you know, someone I, I lived in Zambia for four years and someone told me before I went that um, you don't know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. And there certainly were times when I was overseas when there's that stripping away process, which is incredibly painful when the cruxes that I've relied on, you know, whether that's friends or, um, you, you know, you know, whatever it might be that, that I've, I've relied on and built up up to keep myself sane and happy when those things starts to get stripped away and i suddenly realize god is all i've got but then i realize that he's enough and that's when you know faith like any other kind of natural muscle is a muscle that grows under tension right it grows when it's when it gets broken when it gets tested when it gets pulled and scrunched you know not just when everything's rosy and um, you know, I'm just sailing along sweetly. But in those times where I am just at the end of my rope and I'm I'm I, I can remember a particular time um, on, on, on the mission field when I was just literally on my knees in tears, crying before God. I just, you know, what have I done? You know, how on earth did I think I could come here and make a difference? You know, and I can't even change myself and get myself sorted, you know, <laughs> and then um, I just just crying out to God. But it, it's in those moments where faith grows. And um, yeah, I, I I would just echo something I said earlier. I really do believe that, and there are aspects of the beauty of Christ that are seen so much more clearly through the perseverance of saints in suffering. Let's talk a little bit about about forgiveness. Yeah, uh, you know, because uh, uh, I think we touched a little bit we on did. this on yeah. this uh, last week. But let's, uh, the reason why I think maybe we should go over it again yeah. is because it is so important, it isn't is. it? And the, I think what we talked about last week was the the apparent injustice when it said, "Forgive us our sins in the yeah. Lord's Prayer, yeah. as we forgive those who sin against us." So the follow that to its logical conclusion, and uh, if you don't forgive, yeah. you will not be forgiven yeah that's really hard isn't it it is and actually that's not the only place in scripture i think there's other places um where our forgiveness of uh, others is linked to god's forgiveness of us and and yeah there's a there's an inexplicable link there um if if 
I think scripture hints pretty strongly that if we don't forgive others, God doesn't forgive us. So we talked about why that was, uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, last week. And uh, funny enough, I was speaking about this on Sunday mm. and uh, I was saying to uh, to the congregation, I said, really what God is saying here is uh, shouting at us, Blair, Tim, give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me, whatever it is. Because yeah. actually, um, I mean, again, the, the scriptural verse, but there's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Yeah. But it's followed by, but vengeance is mine, mm-hmm. says the Lord. And I, I think that the, the real advice here is that if we don't uh, let go of forgiveness, if we don't give it to God and be prepared to to forgive, knowing that actually it's only in the power of God that we really can. We we need we need to be able to let the Holy Spirit, you know, really work through us to enable us to yeah. to, to let go of these things. But of course, if we don't, it can be like a cancer, yeah. you know, because we we can get bitter and anger, and Absolutely. of course, it can it can it can lead to illness and so on. It, there's not an automatic link, but it certainly can. But so in the midst of all of this, I've always heard it's almost like God's shouting, "Make me Blair." Give it to me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because when we give it to Him, then when we're saying, "Okay, well, you know, you know, you know, Lord," but I'm going to freely give it to you, yeah, yeah, uh, and let Him work perfect justice. Yeah, and it's easier said than done. Oh yeah, um, because it it costs me. In if you know, in order to forgive, it, it costs me something. You know, Blair, if I um, give you twenty pounds. Um, or if I lend you £20 and then you are unable to pay it back to me, if I am going to forgive that debt, effectively what's happened is I've paid it for you, right? And and so in order for... And we, we talk even... Um, okay, that's using an example of money. But, um, you know, we say things, we use that kind of language um, when we say, you know, this person owes me an apology. They owe me something, right? And if, if I'm going to forgive them, I've got to wipe that... S- clean effectively have that slate clean and say you know effectively i'm paying that myself and of course the beauty of that and how that links into god's forgiveness is that god has paid our debt for you know he's paid my debt he's he's released me and and that's i think what enables me to release other people the the idea that god has released me from a far greater debt now, i don't always see that and 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 so one of the reasons that I hold on to offences so easily, and I'm very good at holding on to offences, is that I forget just how much I've been forgiven and how much Jesus has paid my debt. And that's that's true of all of us, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> it, because it is it is a really tough thing, you know. Yeah. Particularly, you know, if you've been really badly sin, sinned against. Now there has been injustice, you know, where you really want to get your own back. Yes. You know, you 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 and. Probably, you know, the world would say you're quite justified, you know. Yeah. In that. But, but, it, but I think actually it's it, it's what it does to us, you know. And mm. people can go through their whole lives, and it's quite quite sad, isn't it? Because it can destroy people's lives, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 and so on. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. And of course, today we've been talking about uh, you know mental health and about uh, anxieties and addictions and, and all of that. And of course, one of the things that really helps us all and encourages us all uh, are people's experience. When you share your experience with somebody else, particularly if you've gone through a dark patch and you come out the other end. And I know that, that was it your cousin mm. that did some sharing at BCC, which helped, I think, a lot of people. Definitely. I mean, we had a number of people throughout this series come and uh, do in interviews uh, with us and uh, just share some of their stories and um, my, my cousin was was um, was was particularly interesting because um, obviously I've known her all my life and um, she'd got an immense story of um, you know dealing with anxiety and working through some of that stuff and I think because of um, her own testimony and the way that God had worked in her through um, o- overcoming anxieties she'd then gone on to study uh, she studied her masters at Moreland's and her thesis she wrote on the whole subject of anxiety and and that was so that was really helpful to interview her both from a a personal perspective and to hear some of her story but then also to be able to hear some of her kind of theological perspective having um, looked into it into you know in quite a bit of in quite a bit of depth because um you know i think when when we sometimes read verses like do not worry um jesus said don't worry commands us not to but then 
we naturally start to worry, you know, how do we deal with that? And so she'd really wrestled with that and, and come up with some really, really helpful stuff for our congregation. And, and coupled with the, you know, powerful story of, of having overcome um, anxieties and um, OCD and bits and pieces was just was just really helpful for us. So she come out the other end of those of those challenges. I think, uh, I mean, uh, she's not here to defend herself, but I, I think she would say that s- still she sometimes struggles with um, with worry, uh, but that it's nowhere near as crippling as it has been in her past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that uh, you know she helped us to to help us to to see really that actually there's a difference between um, having anxiety and holding on to anxiety. Um, and, and actually, you know, we can't always control the thoughts that come into our minds. Um, but, you know, with with prayer and counselling and help and bits and pieces, um, we we can learn to have some say as to what we allow to stay in our minds. And we can learn to retrain ourselves in light of um, in light of the gospel and in light of God's love for us. Mm. Interesting enough, I, I, I'll tell you another personal mm. story about. Uh, one day, I, 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 I mean, I'm happy-go-lucky person normally. I don't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm overly stressful or anything. But like everybody else, you know, have the ups and downs and all that. But one day I came home and you know I, I, I couldn't stop crying mm. from work. And I went up into a bedroom and I got it into the fetal position mm. and I just couldn't stop crying. And I, th- I remember thinking to myself, am I having a nervous breakdown, you know? Um, and um, But the interesting thing is that, that along with this, uh, as I was in that fetal position and I was feeling all this stuff, uh, very emotional stuff, I felt this warm blanket it was the only. It was. It was the only way I can describe it. It was like being wrapped in a warm blanket. Mm. It was really nice, mm. you know, very comforting. Anyway, I woke up the next morning, and of course, the big choice was: do I go back to work, or do I go to the doctor? Mm-hmm. So I, I said to my my wife, Jan. I said, "No, what do you think? Uh, do you think I should go to, to go to work, or should I go to the doctor?" Actually, I was a bit naughty because I've already decided what I was going to do, <laughs> which was go back to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that somebody had chosen to go go to the doctor, that would have been wrong. But but I knew, uh, for me, that had I gone to the doctor, it would probably sign me off work for, you know, mm-hmm. enforced rest. Mm-hmm. But but I went to work. And, you know, that day, it was amazing because the, the number of people who came to me with problems... <laughs> And issues, and including right at the end of the day, a lady was having marital difficulties. You know, mm. uh, but I was okay. Mm. I was okay. And an interesting thing is that that ever since then, uh, uh, when I was uh, getting that stress, I would feel the heat, mm. and it would often come in my lower back. It was amazing, you know. But for me, I knew it, it was the only way I can describe it. It was like being held by God, you know, and it, and it and it carried me carried me through mm. but it made me realize really the importance of, of of a the fact that we have a god who does intervene mm. uh, had i gone to the doctor i would have gotten you know mm. would, i would have gotten help and i don't believe for one second that people who do you know that should get under any form of condemnation mm, i'm just sharing that as a as a personal story yeah. because uh f- I, I, it hasn't re- reoccurred um mm. but uh but it that's that was the way it was. Mm. But I guess we all have our own experiences and our own stories to tell. And actually, very often times, even though many of us have dealt with very challenging and difficult situations, uh, it's how we have walked through them mm. that really becomes a help to other folk, you know. Mm. Mm. And, you know, sometimes we don't even know where this stuff comes from. Mm. Um, you know, I, th- I think it was uh, the preacher... Charles Spurgeon, it might have been somebody else, who just talked about the the black dog or the you know the dark cloud that just sometimes some you know sounds similar to some of the experience you're going through. You you were going through there, Blair, and you know I've certainly yeah. had some of those days where for no apparent reason I, I just nowhere. feel mm. just really miserable, <laughs> and and sometimes that can be really hard to deal with because you just I I can't identify what's going on here, and you know really all you can do is is just 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 pray. I think worship. Uh, is a tool to to get out of that but but i i completely agree i think that you know when when those things are 
um, more than temporary, it does. It is important to speak to a, pro- a professional. You know, I, th- I think those things can be very serious. But um, you know, when when they are temporary, um, yeah, sometimes we just don't know what to do. So I've certainly had experiences like that where just do not know what to do and you know people just what what's what's wrong i don't know it's so weird isn't it <laughs> no it's, it's quite it's, um, bu- it's quite bizarre you know and i'm certainly the experience i just shared with you was it, 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 it wasn't normal you yeah. know for, for myself but it but it but it happened but i maybe 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 god allows us to experiencing sometimes these things because then we can really relate to some of the stuff you know that, that we, many of us you know go through and and, re- and relate too, you know, mm, mm. but uh, but it, but it's great. But I'm I'm a great passion, a great believer, really. You know, in the, in the, in the, the, I think that God has gifted our doctors and our nurses. And my my goodness, haven't we seen that during the past absolutely year? You know, yeah. The, these are, are, are wonderful, gifted people, and they're a gift from God as much yeah. as any other form of healing. Absolutely, you know? and and I suppose supernatural healing. They sit together. You yes. know, there's there's no there's no doubt about it. Yes, completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we've got we've got uh, three more minutes before we play our final track. You have a choice, actually, because we're not. We're, I know you've got you've got Governor B, and you've got yeah. uh, 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 there's a day. Which yeah. which one would you like us as the final? Track? Well, listen, I'll tell you the story behind there, uh, Governor B, but I'd like to play there as a day if that's all right. Yeah, sure, yeah. So again, you know, cast your cares by Governor B. Again, that these are lines that just come straight out of the Bible. Cast your cares on on Jesus because He cares for you. You know that I learned a kid's song with those words in it when I was you know just a wee tot and um you know i again i was driving along one day listening to hope fm and this song came on the radio and um it really just again just spoke to me where i was at cast your cares on on him he cares for you and um so yeah again really really pray for for people who might need to do that this morning but i think it would be good to i wanted to end with there as a day because this really i i think listen it's doesn't solve all of our problems at all but when we start to see things in the perspective of eternity then i think that can lift our eyes off of our current circumstances now sometimes sometimes that's all all that's needed just to take our gaze off of the immediate that's right there in front of me and onto the eternal hope that we have in christ and so you know this song really um, there is a day. It helps to lift our eyes, I think, uh, onto eternity. The fact that we believe in a God who is making all things new. We believe that there is a day when he'll wipe every tear from our eye, when um, you know there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow, all of that kind of stuff. And yes, it's hard now, but the consistent witness of Scripture, I believe, is that the things that we are going through now are momentary. They are temporary. Uh, they are not eternal. Um, they, they, they will end. And so I guess, you know, I, I really wanted to end uh, this morning with a kind of a lifting up, a looking towards eternity to try and remind ourselves that there is a hope, that it is certain um, and that we have that in Christ. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.